Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante in with T. Frank Carr. And it's quarter number three. You know what that means? It's time for Ask T. Frank. This is where we have T. Frank answer your Penn State football, recruiting questions, or questions about life in general. You want to submit a question? Download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask T. Frank button. That's all there is to it. What's great about this segment is at the end of it, we will pick out a winning question. And that winner will receive a copy of the great book by Greg Woodman, Why Penn State? If you want to get the book on your own, it's available at whypennstate.com. You could also go to Amazon. You could find it there. It talks about Penn State in that decade of the 80s. Those of us old enough to remember, remember that was two national championships. And that's the 80s, T. Frank, that's where Penn State really became Penn State. All right, you ready for your questions? Yes, ready to go. Okay, I'm going to get right to a tough one for you, T. Frank. And this is Brad from Percocy. He says, uh, T. Frank, on your On3 site, I started a thread to celebrate those giving to NIL with the expectation of it encouraging more people to give. Instead, 50% of the people responded on why they refused to give. My question is, how do these people have money for all of the online sites, on three rivals, 24-7, we all know them, but then say they can't give one t- a one-time donation to NIL? And yes, this is me calling them out because I'm sick of losing recruits. P.S., my in-laws live in Georgia, and they're Georgia Bulldog fans, and I hate seeing them do better than us. Sounds like a family <laughs> issue going on there, T. Frank. So yeah, what about and it? I don't Penn have State a cure for that last part. <laughs> get it? Get his in-laws to move in with him in Pennsylvania. That's the yeah. that's the solution, Brad. Turn them into blue and white Penn State fans. So what about it, T. Frank? Penn State fans reluctant to give to NIL. Yeah, and this is a problem for Penn State. Uh, I, this is again, this is something I wrote about last week, talking about um, the situation with NIL, and it's. It's partially a tradition thing, and I don't, I don't really know, because I'm, I talked to, you know, he mentioned being at the Blue White Illustrated message board, and and I interact with those people, and I interact with people that comment online, but I'm not a fan going to tailgates and getting like the pulse of the fan base, so you know, I'm a bit limited of knowing the full scope of how all fans feel about Penn State and NIL. But when it comes to the people that are the most passionate, that Brad points out, the guys that uh, are on all the recruiting sites, getting all the intel, they want the minute-by-minute, blow-by-blow stuff, they want to have a spy cam in Lash Building to know what it's, uh, what everything's going on at all times, those are the would be the people that are most likely to donate to NIL. And there is a rift. And to me, and this is the unfortunate thing, is I think it centers around James Franklin. Um, so my examination into this particular topic last week, I took a look at, at some of the uh, comments and things that I had heard and some of the feedback I gotten from traditional traditionalists in college football and at Penn State. And part of the problem is that Penn State's not winning. 
Like, win first, then we'll give you the money. And there's nothing to be excited about. If you're not excited about NIL as the opportunity, then you're not going to be excited about NIL. And that's the problem, is that uh, it, if you look at the schools that are that are leading in NIL, and it's a very vague topic because no one's actually releasing what their collectives are doing. No one wants to give away those trade secrets. Um, so you got to just follow the smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire with this. So if you look at the major schools, and I'm going to throw Michigan State in here as one of the other ones, but if you look at the major schools that you hear the most about with NIL, none of them have been win like a 10-win program. None of them have won 10 games. And I didn't do the, by the way, I didn't do the research on Michigan State before saying that because I, that literally just happened as we were talking. But none of these programs are traditionally successful. Texas A&M went 8-4 and four last year, then signed six five-star players. That's the whole, okay, what's going on here? The, the, like Something doesn't smell right with Texas A&M. Their, their donor base, whether they're mega donors or if they're just the average people, they are enthusiastic about NIL because it can close the gap between them and the programs that have traditionally the ensconced power, that have these entrenched uh, advantages of being Ohio State and Alabama, being in the college football playoff, being good before all of this change happened that only accentuated their advantage. So NIL is an opportunity. And if you're looking at it as, okay, prove it to me, I need a return on my investment, then you're missing the picture. This is, this is the secret sauce. It can be, maybe, uh, to get your team over the top. And, and the problem is Penn State has not had a leader uh, from an administrative standpoint to really push all of this stuff. Patrick Crafty takes over July 1st. That's when we're going to see, I think, a, a tonal shift from Penn State and NIL, but it's a full year in. Like, this has been coming, we've known about it for a while, and it's been in, uh, in effect for a year. So it's a problem that Penn State is behind in. And James Franklin cannot do anything about this. Like, the, the, all he can do is what he's been doing. And it's turning people off because there's people that just, he's a polarizing figure as the head coach. So that's really the, what I've found looking into this issue is that if you don't like James Franklin and he's the one telling you you need to give, you're going to ignore him because you don't think he's a good game day coach. And, and, and I, from my examination of the landscape, that's a bad plan if you want Penn State to win. I'm going to add on to that, T. Frank. I do think there, are, uh, there is a large segment of the Penn State fan base who have issues with James Franklin. It seems like James Franklin's always begging for more of something. You know, more assistant coaches, more money, more facilities, and so on. So it gets a little bit old. But I'll also add this in at Penn State. Let me just State. stop you right there. Sorry, let me just stop you right there. The reason he's doing that is because Penn State does not have the resources that these other programs that he's competing against have. So, like, getting the same number of assistants, he's just trying to get to the same number as everybody else. He's trying to get the same level of facilities as everybody else. Not that he's trying to get more. He's trying to get to a point where he's on the same playing field. Well, what you also have is there's Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, those elite, elite teams. And is Penn State even the best of the rest? Now, let's set that aside because that's not where I was headed with this. You know, I mentioned the, uh, you know, uh, Greg Woodman's book, you know, Why Penn State? And it was about the 80s decade. For those of us who are old enough to remember that, and I know there's a lot of Penn State alums who are, that was back in the day when Penn State beat Miami in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. It was good versus evil. 
Penn State, the reputation was success with honor, as opposed to the schools, you know, and, and I know I'm generalizing here a little bit, you know, down south you have the, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying kind of right. attitude. And this money was going to players anyway back when it was illegal. Now that it's legal or when they're giving money as incentive for players to come in, it's a gray area. Maybe by the spirit of the law, you're not supposed yeah. to be doing that. But it's happening anyway. And I think Penn State fans have a bit of this holier-than-thou attitude. We don't yeah. resort to that. Yeah. That's not us. That's not success with honor. Well, the yeah. fact is, though, in this day and age, those are the rules, you know? Right. It's like if they implement the forward pass and allow it, you better yeah. be able to throw the ball. Yeah. So, you know, Penn State fans longing for those days of, you know, we're better than everybody else. We don't have to get our hands dirty. Yeah. Well, this isn't getting your hands dirty anymore. This is just the lay of the land. This is the way the game's played today. I want to make sure we get to other questions, but like this is the reality is I and this is what I keep trying to tell people is the way listen to the way James Franklin talked about NIL previously. And when he asked when he's asked about, "Hey, is this good for football?" and he basically I'll, let me summarize. Um, I don't want to dive into this sludge, but I'm diving in head first, so come with me. Because this is the way through. And if we don't do this, we're going to be left behind. So he also, like the traditionalists in football, Nick Saban, Ryan Day, all these, uh, Dabo Sweeney, they don't want to do this either. But this is the reality. And these guys are tasked with winning. It, exactly it. And the other part to this that Penn State deals with is... They're not in a big city. You know, USC is an example in Los Angeles. In Texas, yeah. you know, they have the oil barons who are just willing to throw money at things like that. In state college, it's a little different. And what I think is difficult is Penn State, in theory, is trying to use their advantage, which is this super huge alumni base. Right. We don't need... You know, one guy giving a million dollars if we could have a million people giving one dollar, you know? Right. The problem with that is you've got to convince so many more people to give, and that that's very difficult. Uh, let's see if we could get in at least one more question here, uh, T. Frank. Um, let's see. I had something here. Which one did I want to go to? Um why did I lose it? All right, let's go to Steve and Dubois. Penn State both gained and lost a commitment in the last couple weeks, um, gaining the player who decommitted from Rutgers and then losing a player who decommitted and went to Georgia. This seems to be happening more often. Is it, or do you have an explanation for why? Well, uh, I would say in Josh Miller's case, he committed pretty early in the process. And uh, when you commit early in the process, there's just more time to be recruited by other schools. And and he was a kind of an under-the-radar prospect. I loved his film. So Georgia, they found out about Josh Miller. They saw his tape. They saw his improvement in the camp circuit. He was the MVP with Samson Okunlola at a uh, at a... a skills camp and they offered him uh because i you know i think he's a very good football player penn state saw it early and they they offered him and if georgia is the team offering you there are very few programs where they're a better fit than penn state 
And for an offensive lineman, it's hard to say no to Georgia. Uh, with Yazid Haynes, kind of the same thing. He blew up this this offseason. He was committed to Rutgers. And, you know, it's this hard thing to say, to be uh, unfair about it, but, like, Penn State's a better program than Rutgers. And he chose to open up his commitment, and then Penn State beat Minnesota in a couple other places in terms of uh, Yazid Haynes, the receiver. So it's, it's how big of a fish are you? And this is the whole point about going back to the only thing we've talked about this segment is like NIL can can change the size of your program. So are you going to be one of those feeder programs where your pit and your Jordan Addison goes to USC or are you going to be uh, USC? And you've got to make that decision because NIL is now a factor in all of this. And it's not going away unless, you know, higher powers like governing bodies get involved. Exactly. All right. T. Frank's going to be along in quarter number four to talk recruiting. We'll name our winner then. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 